welcome back to the That's What She Said podcast. I know it's been a little while, a little while, somewhere around three years, but I missed you guys so much that I wanted to bring the podcast back. We've got new topics, we've got new guests, we've got new music, and we have a new co-host. So for those of you that do not know, Danny Wexelman, who is one of my dear friends, is joining me on the That's What She Said with Danny podcast. This is the remixed version, everyone. <laughs> Danny is an amazing and accomplished reporter in the game, not only of baseball, but she's doing lacrosse for MSG now, and she also works for Sirius. Danny, we're back together! <laughs> Lex, this is the day I have been waiting for for years, for years now, and I am honored to be a part of your podcast. <laughs> and when you asked me, my jaw dropped, and I couldn't even believe that you would want me to be a part of this, because that's what she said is... That's what's up. That's what she said is what's up. And I don't know anyone who loves it more than Robert Flores. He's our favorite. He's the biggest fan of this podcast and the name. And um, I'm just lucky to be a part of it now. We thought our show on .com... 1225 Live was going to be the pinnacle of our career working together. And we were like, no way, we're not having that. We're going to make something happen and work together in the future. And that is this podcast. So we have so much in store for you guys. We both are kind of fighting cold, so just work with us. (laughs) Let's go ahead and start with giving a shout out to... The new music that you brought along. Yes. Who is this? What is this song? I love this. We needed something to get people in the mood, ready to listen to you and I. And Cole Tucker, the starting shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you don't know, you guys, he is a music connoisseur. He is a drummer. He is so into music. Go follow him. But Cole Tucker and his friend Adam Zweibach created this music. And Cole was like, listen, you can take whatever you want. There's a cool sax solo in it and Lex you loved it so we chose it and he was kind enough to let us use it. It has this blues travelers kind of feel to it and I absolutely loved it. I love that he is so talented not only on the field but also off of it and I love his hair. So shout out to Cole (laughs) Tucker and his friends for helping us with this song. We absolutely appreciate it. All right let's start off the podcast by talking about my favorite thing obviously. We're talking about me. Let's talk about the Washington Nationals winning the World Series. Yo I still can't even believe it which is hard to say in January but with everything that's happened with this organization it's amazing to actually feel and be a champion. With Bryce Harper leaving, with the fact that you had an injured Max Scherzer, with the fact that you had Anthony Rendon, Mm. who was going to be a free agent in the offseason, Steven Strasburg, a free agent in the offseason, hanging over this club, the oldest roster in (laughs) baseball, and they still got it done. I was fortunate enough to be at Game 1 and Game 2 in Houston. And it was two of the most incredible sports events that I've ever been to because of the pitching that the Nationals were facing right? and because of the expectations that had been brought upon this team yeah. and because they were on the road. right? So all of that made Games 1 and Games 2 incredible for me and for all of the fans that were there. And then 3, 4, and 5 took a dark <laughs> turn, but they got it done on the road. Baby Shark, what an incredible phenomenon. Gerardo Parra, this 32-year-old Venezuelan, comes in and sweeps the nation off of their feet. For Baby Shark, (laughs) we came out. Yes. We absolutely showed up. So I was really proud of the fans for that. And now we have something to be really proud of. The fact that he is going on and moving on to go play in Japan 
for the Yamiuri Giants. Right. I was sad to see. Yeah. But that tattoo will be a lasting reminder of Forever. the fact that <laughs> he helped them win the World Series. So I'm still getting over my World Series hangover, but I can't believe that it all happened. I feel like this coming year also... There are some big expectations set on the Nationals with Anthony Rendon departing. Yeah. But they brought him some good pieces that I think will replace him well. Eric Thames, who we love. Who we, we had love. on 1225 Live. Yes. And we love how much of an intellectual he is. He is. He is so much more than the game of baseball. People probably don't realize that about him. So we're excited to see what he can bring. Carter Keeboom, their number one prospect, is going to be a huge part for them this mm-hmm. year. Um, signing Steven Strasburg to be a national for life is great. Life. And then we'll see what happens with Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National. He's yep. the face of this franchise. He's the foundation of this franchise. And if he does decide to play baseball, it will be with the Nationals. So that's all really exciting for 2020. Or he'll be playing golf, he says. That's right. <laughs> so either way, it's a win-win for him. He gets his ring and he gets to go hang out on the course or he's back in that dugout. So some other crazy news that has been going on this offseason is some trade rumors surrounding Nolan Arenado. Now, the Rangers, Braves, and your Cardinals are three teams that could potentially land Nolan Arenado. What do you think about Nolan Arenado on the cards? I have so many thoughts. First of all, I would like to say congratulations because I know watching the World Series unfold was... It was a, a lifetime dream. I think that's like fair to say mm-hmm. to watch your team go all the way. For and, sure. And it was cool to be a part of that journey watching that with you. So like enjoy it. Enjoy the hangover. The hangover should last a little longer. Keep keep milking that. Well, and we have to mention that we did watch one game together. Yes. It was unfortunately <laughs> the series where the Nationals swept the Cardinals. We had considered going to a game. We did. But the series wasn't long enough for us it wasn't to the Cardinals, the game together. It wasn't the Cardinals' time. It wasn't, the time. I, it wasn't their time. Give it to somebody else. People bash on Cardinals fans all the time, but like I was so happy to see your team win and go all the way. So if you're gonna, so su- was I. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna sweep my team, you better win the whole damn thing. That's all I have to say. I agree. So you guys did it, but yeah. So Nolan, this is a huge deal. First of all, the fact that he is be- willing to um, hear people out and and potentially be traded. So. Yeah, because he has a no-trade clause. He has a no-trade clause. Right. That's it. That's a huge deal. So Mm -hmm. he's like, I will listen. He wants to be on a winning team. And so for the Cardinals, what is it going to take for him to move to St. Louis? It's going to take a huge return. Do the Cardinals have it? I don't know. So they just got Matthew Liebertor from the Rays. Lefty, the guy is a bulldog. You want him on your team. He is a top prospect. He happens to be best friends with Nolan Gorman, both out of Arizona. Nolan Gorman is a top prospect in the Cardinals organization. So is John Mozeliak doing that on purpose? Was that planned? Interesting. I thought that was kind of cool that they made that happen. So would one of those guys be a part of the Arnado deal? Yeah, probably. I also think that Harrison Bader could be a part of that deal Ooh, cool. as well, right? He, he would be a, a nice return for the Rockies and you had mentioned him patrolling the outfield at Coors pretty cool to see that would be amazing and that guy has the utmost confidence when we interviewed him last year he you could stare through him and you he wouldn't bat an eye yes this is a soul piercing kind of confidence it's pretty cool to see he's got a lot of swag he's a New York guy he dresses better than most of the league I think and (laughs) he's very proud of that as well but yeah so so the Cardinals fans could see Harrison Bader leaving they could see a guy who just got signed turn around and and uh, part of that package deal but then the other uh, piece of all this is Marcelo Zuna what's going to happen with him he's 
he's been reportedly saying he does want to come back to St. Louis. I think the Cardinals would love to have him back. But if he doesn't come back and they get Nolan, Nolan goes to third, Matt Carpenter goes and plays the outfield. That guy, people hate on him a lot, but that dude has done a lot for the organization. And he's played in a lot of different positions when they've been in a bind. So Carpenter goes to the outfield and they'll they'll shift some things around. If Ozuna comes back uh, and Bader's gone, then the shuffle continues with those guys. So this is a huge deal. But as you mentioned, uh, two years, in two years, he could be gone and he could become a free agent again. So do you trade all those big pieces for two years that's going to be the big question that's the big question but i think a lot of these teams want to know that after his opt-out is there a chance at signing him to an extension before they were to do any sort of trade for sure so that question has to be answered a hundred percent but yeah with josh donaldson off the market yeah nolan arenado's name becomes in you know the centerpiece the forefront of what we're talking about for off-season trade so we'll see what happens there because i have to mention too He is a quintessential Cardinal. He is who the Cardinals want in every way, shape, or form, on and off the field. He would wear that doesn't hat. Doesn't everyone, though? Who doesn't want Nolan Arenado? Of course. Come on. Of course. But you know that the Cardinals, I feel like, have a specific brand of player that they're looking to sign as far as, like, pretty clean cut, pretty, you know, just goes about their business and gets the job done, blue collar kind of guys. He fits well into that role, of he course. He does. That'd be great. Yes. All right, so the, one of the best things I saw on social this week was Cut for creating basically a marriage between baseball and the TV movie award season, which I loved. That's so, so you. They, of course it is. So it was you. so up my alley, yes. right? So I was contemplating this and I wanted to know what you thought. So they nominated a bunch of key things that happened last year in the baseball season for Best Picture. Okay. Five things came to mind for them. Harper's Grand Slam in D.C., okay. a big moment. Yes. Tim Anderson's bat flip. Yeah. The White Sox first pitch gone wrong. <laughs> the Nationals winning the World Series. And shirtless Pete Alonso. So those are the five nominees. And I wanted to know what you thought for Best Picture. Listen, of course, everyone's going to think that I'm going to say Nats winning the World Series, and it, it would seem like that should be my <laughs> default answer. But I, I got to give a shout out to Tim Anderson's bat flip. Yes, it was my favorite moment last year because he unapologetically just said, "This is who I am, yep. and I don't care what you think. I'm bringing a different kind of swagger to baseball, something that kids who come from neighborhoods that I came from can see mm-hmm. and can replicate and can understand that they can also play in this game too." I absolutely loved it. I thought for me, the image of that bat flip mm-hmm. and him running away from that bat as it goes flying in the air was the best picture from 2019. I know that's it seems sacrilegious because the Nats won the World <laughs> Series, but to me, it's bigger than baseball. Yes. I loved it. Okay, so we didn't discuss this answer beforehand, no. and that was actually my pick as well. Okay. So... Going along the lines of what you're saying is kids watching him. They're also watching someone who looks like them, right? We say that a lot, that we don't see people who look like us doing the jobs we want. And he totally represents that entire fan base of people who maybe are underrepresented and don't feel like they see themselves in the game. And he was that dude in that moment, that moment that is stuck in time. People were saying, make him the new MLB logo. Like, make that the logo, right? Um, and, And when you think about the year as a whole, I mean, that moment kind of transformed the way that guys saw the game. It mm-hmm. wasn't just the Jose Bautista 
bat flip. That was that was a different statement that he made. So sure. That, I, I'm the same. I agree. Unfortunately, I would love to sit here and debate you, but I agree with that. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, are you kidding me? You're a Nats fan. Why wouldn't you pick them winning the World Series? Listen, they got their ring. They got their title. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give the best picture yes. as we're sitting around here giving, you know, fake awards for award <laughs> season. Let's give Tim Anderson some love. So totally. we both agree giving it to Tim Anderson. Shout out to him. I love that. What's the best much. thing you saw on social? There's some good stuff out there. The best thing I saw this week is Charlie Blackman. Chuck Nasty. Love Chuck Nasty. Chuck Nasty. And his beard. Avid oh. fisherman. You ever shaved that? I don't think I would recognize him. Did you see the picture of him without one? But that's like a graphic image. It's not what he would actually look like. No, no. Do we know? I think there's one of him in college. Oh, I didn't see that. I think it's him in college. Okay, I'll go look it up. With the beard. Without okay. the beard. So we'll, we'll confirm that. Okay. But um, he posted a picture uh, with his fish. It happened to be a trout. And his caption was, not all big trout are out west. <laughs> I love that. You like that? Throwing some shade at Mike Trout, the greatest player on the planet. That's right. Go ahead and uh, spend your off season doing what you do. Catching some that. trout. And he's always got a great sense of humor. And a lot of these guys spend their off season fishing. I mean, this isn't a unique thing, but yeah. the fact that he was um, tying it into baseball and using it as an opportunity to throw some shade, go for it. Chuck Nasty. All right. I have a question. What's the statute of limitations for somebody saying Happy New Year? Two weeks. Two weeks. That's my answer. You can only say it for two weeks into the new year and then you're out. Then it's out. You got to be done. Get it in while you can. See, I disagree. I think you have the entire month of January. No. Yes, because it's the full calendar and then you flip it to the next month. You get at least that page on the calendar to say Happy New Year. I don't want to hear Happy New Year late into January. Like the new year happened. It really should be like the first five days. <laughs> And then it's out. You can't say it after that. But I feel like if I'm seeing somebody for the first time who I haven't seen in a while on January 17th, hey, happy new year. How are you? That falls in the first two weeks. I'll give you that. 17th? 17 and that's it. 17 and below. No, now you're changing your answer. That's it. You have to stick with your answer. If you're saying the first two weeks, that's to the 14th. I don't care if it's a new person. Hey, how are you? Great to see you. How was your new year's? (laughs) <laughs> but okay but no 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 that you can totally not do if you're not gonna say happy new year's you can't ask somebody how their new year's was i'm sticking with two weeks the first two weeks of the year all my emails i send say happy new year i i'm like obnoxious about it and then i don't want to hear it anymore so you literally have a complete cutoff and cut then off. it's over move on let's go people this what got me thinking about this was the fact that somebody at work who's a really nice person said it to me for the third time, and I've seen them three (laughs) times this year. And I thought to myself, well, the second time was fine. Okay, probably you don't remember saying it to me the first time. Right. But the third time, absolutely not. It's over. Did you call them out? No, because it's such a nice person, and I'm trying to be a good person. That's my resolution for 2020. Oh. oh. Trying to be a better person. Be a better person? That's right. I think you're a pretty great person. I I don't know. I struggle with that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like how I'm berating this guy for saying Happy New Year to me. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. If you're listening to the pod, let us know what you think the statute of limitations is. When does Happy New Year get old? That's what we want to know. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Let us up. So we're on social at Danny Wex on Instagram and Twitter, at Alexa Dat on Twitter, and at Alexa underscore NYC on Instagram. By the way, I need to get 
at Alexa Dad on Instagram. What is what's going on? With I that? tried to get it from her, and there's oh. no response. So I heard that they're starting to to get rid of those accounts and give people their names. So you did? We'll look into that. I did. Do you have an IG source that I don't know about? No, I saw it on I saw it like on social, like an article or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that would be amazing because at Danny has like nothing. There would, is somebody with at yeah, Danny. I would love to be at Danny. Well, I think at Danny Wex is better. You like it? Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of Dannys out there. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes it's hard to tell if Danny's a girl or a guy because it's such an awesome story of my life. Such an awesome, widely used name for both sexes. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me the best thing that has happened to you in the last week besides somebody saying Happy New Year to you. It's been a pretty good week. I'm not gonna lie. What'd you What'd you get? I have eyes on. CC Sabathia. No, you don't. I had eyes on him. I was at Sirius. You spotted him. I spotted him. I was at Sirius XM this week, and he popped in. I heard he had popped in. I hadn't seen him. I didn't expect to see him. All of a sudden, he walks through the doors of the room that I'm doing some work in. He looks great. Lost some weight, of course. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Dude's a big guy. Um, and he was chatting with everybody. Someone asked him about the Raiders. Are you still going to be a Raiders fan? He's like, as long as they're silver and black. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a Raiders <laughs> fan. Um, but yeah, it was great to see him. It was awesome. I love his family on social. Yes. They are absolutely adorable. I was looking at a picture of them earlier posed, I think it was in Paris, <laughs> in front of the Eiffel Tower, when they're rocking their matching, you know, outfits. And they're they're my favorite. I wish I could be a part of it. Do you think Cecil Sabathi would adopt me as his daughter? I do, actually. Or like as his cousin or friend to be a part of the thousand family. thousand percent. Okay. Let's yeah. try and make that happen. We'll make that happen. You want to know the best thing that happened to me this week? Yes. Okay, this is kind of big news. My high school asked me to be their commencement speaker for 2020. Yes, they did. <laughs> is that cool? It's huge. Yeah. People want to hear you. People want to know the advice that you're going to give to the future of America. Well, I can't give all of the um, tidbits away just yet because I haven't really thought that much about what I'm going to say, but I did accept. Okay. So I am officially the. Um, I am officially the commencement speaker for Magruder Colonels, the class of 2020, Woo-hoo! and I'm really excited about that. We'll see what uh, advice I have. Anyone have any advice to give me oh. about my speech out there? Let me know That's because great. I'd love to know what you guys would think a good thing to say to future rock stars of America. Let's rack them up. Would be yeah. So so let us know. But yeah, that that was um, what That's was exciting. That's huge. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm Big excited. deal. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, by the way. This was really weird on social. Uh, Gabe Kapler yes. decided to tell everyone one of his weird eating habits, which was that <laughs> in college, he peeled the breading off of 40 chicken nuggets and ate them that way. And the article said that he only saved 200 calories, but it was worth it for him to take off the fried part. My opinion on that. Do you think that, that's a crime? It's criminal that you did that to those chicken nuggets. <laughs> Those chicken nuggets had to die for you to eat them, and you proceeded to peel off the best part of them. That's the reason you eat Mc... Listen, if you're going to eat chicken nuggets, don't go to McDonald's. Go buy buy some that don't have the breading on them. Why would you go through all that? All right, Gabe Kapler, can we have just a, a come to Jesus <laughs> moment here for a second and an agreement between uh, you and this podcast? If you are to peel off the breading, send it our way because we will eat it with the delicious... Buffalo, all the or sauces, all the sauces, every single sauce. Is Thanks, there anything you Gabe. do weird? With yeah, food? I do. I I'm I'm not too crazy. I think actually. Because let's go ahead and get off our high horse. Because everyone yeah. does something weird with food. As we're crushing Gabe Kapler here with his uh, weird food thing. 
We found out I'm kind of like boring, I think, but I put, a, I'll put like a, a splash of hot sauce on every single bite of food I eat if I'm eating it with hot sauce. I dip my fries in ice cream. I don't drink coffee. Um, I, I'm waiting to hear the weird I thing. I know. I house, I house food. Like I love to eat food. I'm not that picky. I don't really do strange things. None of that is weird though. I know. But I don't think any of that is weird. Does anyone else out there think any of the things that Danny just mentioned is weird? Fries and ice cream, I get a lot. People, like, give me that cocked head. Is turn. that a Midwest thing? No, it's like a, I want a sweet and salty thing all at once. Right. It's and delicious. It's amazing. What okay, the do? thing that I do, yeah, this is way weirder, is that I take <laughs> spaghetti and I put sour cream and salt on it. And I mix it all up and I eat it. That's weird. No butter, no oil, just sour cream and salt on spaghetti. It's, I don't want to respond to that. It's the opposite of the Gabe Kapler diet. And so I'm sure Gabe Kapler would have some thoughts on that but that's the weird thing I do and everyone thinks it's very weird that's pretty sick and no one is into it no one would disagree with you a thousand percent that's right I feel bad for your noodles (laughs) what a criminal thing to do to your noodles listen between that and the chicky nuggies nuggies. (laughs) I gotta say I'm winning maybe you and Gabe can be friends maybe we'll have a Gabe uh we'll get him on and do a food segment he would be disgusted with the way I eat but and you too. And you too. <laughs> and Get out of here. Both of us. You'd run for the hills. Yes. All right. Coming up next week on the podcast, we have an awesome guest. We are also going to talk about a couple of the things that we are watching and we are into. Yes. I just watched The Witcher, by the way. You liked it a lot. I liked it. It scratched my Game of Thrones itch. Yeah. Which I thought was important. I don't have that itch. Sounds like a personal problem. It is. <laughs> I should see a doctor, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what my therapist would say about that, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to talk about all that kind of good stuff. Any other topics that you want us to discuss, you let us know. Yes. Because that's what we do on the podcast. Give us a shout. All of your feedback and all of your constructive criticism. Keep it it. constructive, though, people, please. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice. I think think we need a little more nice um, this year. Yeah. More nice. That's what I said. I'm trying to be a nicer person. More nice. I'm already nice. Oh, really? Yeah. People only knew. They'll, they'll get to know on this podcast. Don't you worry. Uh, I'm also going to the Caps Islanders game tomorrow at the Coliseum. Hell yeah. That's going to be great. First time at the barn. Yes. Which is cool. I saw Bruno Mars. Okay. So first first game. time seeing hockey. Okay. But it's going to be cool because we're passing ships. We are. So if you guys want, uh, there's a lacrosse game. The Riptide are playing the Georgia Swarm, 730 at the barn. It's a big deal. The Riptide haven't won a game yet. It's their um, inaugural season. They're an expansion team. They're looking for their first win. I think it could be this weekend. So if you're going to the Islanders-Caps game, stay for the Riptide game, and Lex and I will um, say hey. I love that. Give us a shout-out. All right, we end every podcast in the best possible way. You got to tell an embarrassing story. And Danny, this is your first time on the podcast it is your turn. I actually forgot this was happening. What do you got? All right. So I am dating. I went on a date last week uh, with a gentleman. We'll call him Joe. That's okay. not his name. And we had a great date. And we tried to schedule another date for this week. We're recording this podcast on a Friday. And we were supposed to go out on Thursday. I forgot about commitments I already had. Mm-hmm. So instead of texting him because I like him, mm-hmm. I decided to be old school. And I was like, I'm going to call Joe. First mistake. <laughs> I'm going to call him on the phone and let him know that I, I'm unfortunately like busy, but I, I want to see you. I like you so much. You deserve a <laughs> threatening phone call because nobody picks up the phone anymore. I'm going to freak you out and have you answer this call. Okay. So what happened? That's exactly what happened. So he answered on the first ring, which was weird. And I was like, Oh my God, you answered on the first ring. That means he must like you. Right. I was like, great, great, great. And he goes, who is this? 
Oh, bad sign. <laughs> and it was like, oh, haha, it's Domino's delivery. And he's like, no, seriously, who is this? And I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? And he's like, who do you think this is? And I was like, this is Joe. And I was like, who do you think this is? And he goes, I just ordered some food. I thought it was my food delivery. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, this is not your food delivery. This is Danny, the girl you went on a date with. So clearly my number wasn't saved, which I didn't expect at all. But usually it says like, maybe Danny. But that didn't happen. So in my case, I'm sitting there like... thought you were delivering his pizza. (laughs) thought I was his food delivery person. And I'm pitting out sitting in my apartment as this is all happening. And um, luckily, I'd like to report that we are still communicating via text. (laughs) Okay. And he, um, you know, he hasn't run off yet. So thanks, Joe, for that. Hopefully you're listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, that that caps off a great week um, with that. But... We all know that there's plenty more where that came from. Don't worry, Danny. You have plenty of time to scare this guy off if you haven't done so already, which it doesn't seem like you have, so congratulations. I'm so proud of you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our first remixed episode of the That's What She Said with Danny podcast. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. It is at Danny Wex or at Alexa Dad on Twitter and at Alexa underscore NYC on Instagram. We've got an awesome guest coming next week, so make sure you come back. And thank you again to Cole Tucker for the awesome music. Play us out, Danny. Baby shark do 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 baby shark do do baby shark do do baby shark. Bye, y'all.